went and saw Em and Honor. How was that, dude? Oh, How boy. was Em and Honor? Where'd you see it? Went and saw it at the Regal with the recliners up in Alderwood. It played in Alderwood? Yeah. Huh. It was fathomevents.com. Fathomevents. <laughs> fathomevents.com. That's that's who. Really? Yeah. Well, how many people were there? Were there some uh, people there? Yeah, there was, it was probably like half full. That's so. respectable. Yeah, yeah, it was great. We went to Hops and Drops what? before. You ever, nice. You ever been to Hops and Drops? No. It used to be called Hopjacks. Hopjacks. <laughs> you never been? What do, what do they have at Hops and Jocks? Uh, you know, shit. Is it Jocks? Jo- drops. Drops. Sorry. Drops. What's the drops part? I don't know. <laughs> That's what I was trying to figure hops out. Hops is the beer. Hops and drops. It sounds like you drink, then have a diarrhea. Sounds about right. Yeah. What'd you have? Hops and drops. You don't. You don't. You don't drink. So <laughs> I had the chicken fingers. Of course. And they they call them chicken fingers on the menu, which is rare. To As see. we all know, fingers. chickens chickens don't have fingers. So Apparently. who knows what part of their body that was. Uh, whatever part it is, I'll eat it. Was it delicious? All day. <laughs> you dips, dip some blue cheese? No. Come on. Barbecue sauce only. Oof. Thank you. But yeah, then we went and saw the Emma Otter's Jug Band Christmas, and it was uh, pure magic. Was it? My friend. Was it the, it was the good one, the good cut? It was a good cut. I don't want to get into it, because I already got into it last Christmas about all these fucking cuts or whatever, but... It was a good cut. It didn't have everything I wanted, but just seeing it on the big screen like that, what a what an amazing time. My brother came because he's a big fan as well. <laughs> and yeah, it was it was great. It was it was a very nice time. I told Amy and she was like, Let's go. Let's get the kids and go. When is it? And it's I was playing like, again I was on, like, it's tonight. <laughs> it's playing again on Sunday. No way. Yes. Okay. At any regal. You, you know, go on Fandango. Where should where should I go to 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 go get tickets? Go on FathomEvents.com. Yes, FathomEvents.com. We need some uh, we need some sponsorship. I was I was <laughs> like last Christmas I was home and you know FathomEvents. FathomEvents.com. The the company that shows like old films a couple times a week in Regal theaters, and I was telling my mom about it. <laughs> we were driving somewhere, and I kept telling her, I was like, you got to go on fathomevents.com. And then I just kept yelling it in the car <laughs> for like a half hour. And every time I would say it, she would just yell at me louder. <laughs> it was a great Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> She's very annoyed. <laughs> She's probably ne- still never been to... You know, no, events I, I told her about the Emmett Otter thing, and I started yelling it into the phone at her. The Fathom events. And she was you like, brought it back. And she was you brought like, it back. And she- <laughs> she's like, God, I hate you. <laughs> but yeah, Emmett Otter. Apparently, so good news on the Emmett Otter front. <laughs> this is what I've been waiting on. This, this news. <laughs> they're putting out. They're putting out a Blu-ray this year. So last year, they put out that 40th anniversary cut that had almost everything in it, but it was matted to widescreen, so it was all fucked up looking, which aggravated the piss out of me, and I was like, I'm going to have to wait, I'm going to die before this fucking movie ever gets a proper release. But they're putting it out on Blu-ray this year. It's that cut that's only missing a couple small little things, and it's not matted widescreen. It's the regular square shape of a television whatever that's called <laughs> yeah the, like the the square perfect square yes so 
I'm I'm very happy about that. I lo- I went on the Emmett Otter's Wikia. Is that what you call it? The Wiki Wikipedia. Not the Wikipedia. They have a another thing called like Wikia. The one that, that you write. <laughs> and it had somebody had taken all the releases and like all the different things that were cut and and replaced in each thing, and they had like checked off on each release what was in each of them, but. The VHS version, they had all this stuff checked on there that's not in there. That's not on the VHS version. Because I have the VHS version, and it does not have the se- the second verse to Grandma Otter's bathing suit. It does not. Okay? You're making me really uncomfortable. <sighs> so that Wikia page is fucking wrong. It's wrong. I think you got to write a letter. Also, I think you should write a letter. <laughs> speaking of Emmett Otter, they put out the soundtrack this year for the first time It ever. was never out? It was never put out. First time ever they put out the soundtrack, I went to Barnes & Noble in Woodenville because they were the only one that had it. <laughs> Did you call them first? No, I looked on the on the internet. You don't have to call people anymore. If you're calling stores or, I don't know, music venues about information that you can fucking easily find on the internet on their website, you're a fucking idiot. You're wasting everyone's time. <laughs> Google that shit is what you're saying. Yes. Just look shit up on the internet. That's all you have to do. So I went, I, and then I went to, they only had one, so I went to the Barnes & Noble in West Seattle and bought a second copy to give my mom at Christmas. You bought two. I bought two. That's awful. Then. That's awfully sweet of you. You got your mom one. Then, on Record Store Day, they put it out on vinyl. <laughs> okay. Do you have a record player in here? Yeah, it's somewhere. <laughs> but, you know, I just want it for, you know, to have. Just to look at. You know, be just like, ooh, look at how yeah, nice yeah, yeah. this is. Of course the fucker sells out everywhere. I didn't even know about it, honestly. Like, it was Black Friday, and then on Black Friday, I'm just out fucking around, like, watching people try to kill each other in stores, because that's fun. But I find out that Silver Platters in Soto has a copy of it on vinyl. And I'm like... All right, I'm going. I go down there. I can't find the fucker. I'm looking around. I've never shopped for a record, so I don't know where to fucking find them. They're all over the fucking place. Go to the record section. I went to the record section. I was very confused. There are records everywhere. I don't know. So I stop a, a dude, and I'm like, hey, man, like I'm looking for the Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas soundtrack. And he's like, do you like cheesecake? I like cheesecake. And I'm like, yeah. Did you ask the right guy? <laughs> yeah, I was like, cheesecake's cool. And he's like, what are you looking for? And I'm like, Did you ask? Were you, were you talking to like a homeless guy? <laughs> no, outside? no. It was, it was an employee because I saw him behind the counter and then I saw him come out from the back and I was like, this is going to be the guy that I talked to, I guess. And I'm like, do you have this Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas? And he's like, what is it, a jug band? <laughs> I'm like, it's an old Christmas soundtrack. I was like, it came out on record store day. Do you, do you have, like, I saw on your website, and I show him the website. Like, it says you have it here. And he's like, well, let's go find out. Come and follow me. He's very excited. Where were you? <laughs> it's the Soto Silver Platters. Very excited. Very excited. He's like, okay, here's the, all the new records. You start at that end, and I'll start at this end, and we'll meet in the middle. Woo! <laughs> we fucking, you know, so I'm like, all right, dude, and we go through. You know, it's not in there. He's like, oh. Well, I don't see it, but I'm really hoping for you. Let's go check the Christmas section. Did you check the Christmas section? I'm like, I didn't know there was a Christmas section. He's like, okay, let's go look. And, you know, we get over the Christmas section. You start there, I'll start here, and we'll meet in the middle. (laughs) We do it again. It's not in there. 
So hmm. he goes behind the counter and starts fucking around, and then he fig- he figures out that somebody has placed it on hold. Oh. Bullshit. Yeah. Some dork has placed it on fucking hold. Yeah. That shouldn't be legal. That should not be street legal on a, on a fucking rare vinyl such as this. I'm on pins and needles to find out how the story ends. <laughs> so the guy's like, oh, well, somebody has it on hold. And I'm like, fuck this guy. I'm right here. Give it to me. And he's like, I can't do that. <laughs> and he's like, but I'll take down your name and number. And uh, if he doesn't pick it up, you know, you can you can have it. And I was like, well, how long? You know, how long before he, he doesn't get it? It's a fucking Tuesday. He's like, well, he has till Saturday to pick it up. And I'm like, that's a really long time. Like, Goodwill is 24 hours. Four days. Four days. <laughs> like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. And I'm like, so there's no way I'm gonna get this fucking record. So he's like, you know what, let's let's see if we can special order it for you. And I'm like, okay, fine. But I know, like... No dice, It's man. not gonna happen. No dice. So I go up there, and we're talking. He's fucking punching in my info and everything. And I put my hand on the counter that has my <laughs> wedding ring on it. <laughs> and he says, oh, you're married? and i go yes and he goes well then i'll stop flirting with you and i was like it's fine just give me the record this all the time (laughs) it's so great and that was that and then so and then like four days or three days later he calls me and he's like oh i just wanted to let you know that that guy came and picked up the record and i was like yeah i figured (laughs) he's like and also to let you know somebody else put a special order on it before you did so you're second in line for special orders and i was like yeah i'm never gonna get that record on eBay, it's a hundred fucking dollars you're never gonna get that record a hundred dollars on eBay yeah well i mean it's you know I mean, how long has it taken for the record to come out? A hundred dollars. Jeepers fucking creepers. But yeah, I mean, I don't need it anyway. Like, what am I going to do with it? Fucking sit a fucking drink on it? Like, I don't know what you do with fucking records. You put in the effort. You put in the effort. <laughs> I, I try. I actually listen to records. That's what I do yeah, with them. I know, but, you, you know, sure. You gave me that Weezer record. Did I? Yeah. I did. And something like... Because uh, I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> You're in some kind of record club, right? Did I let you borrow that? Mm. Or you use it as a coaster? He gave it to me. He said, you want this record? Oh, it's uh, Pinkerton. Pinkerton, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, said, you texted me and said, hey, do you like Weezer Pinkerton? And I was like, the fuck's this guy getting at? What's he going to say? Something stupid? Like, you're an idiot. <laughs> you know? And I was like, yes. And you're like, oh, I got this record. You they, want got a, it? they got a new album out. <laughs> Who cares? It sounds exactly <laughs> like everything they've ever done. They just keep putting out records. But let's not let's not get in the Weezer now. Let's get into the show. Hey, hey, hey! This is I saw that movie. I'm CB. This is Mark. Hello. I used to live in a. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> I'm losing my voice. He used to. No, me. No. I don't know. You. Sure. I used to work in a video store. He lives in one. We're going to talk about a movie today. What are we going to talk about today, Mark? Do you know what movie we're going to talk about? I don't about? know what movie we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you did so well on the last episode. I, I think I knocked out two of them. I was two for two. Boom. You, you lost. <laughs> Your winning streak is over. It's been zero days since we've had an injury on this, on this <laughs> construction site. Oh, Yeah, man. Talk about a movie. Yeah. This is the prime time to watch movies. It's Christmas. It's really shitty out. Number one. Two, it's Christmas. It's Christmas time in the city. Do you like Christmas? Ring-a-ling. 
<laughs> yeah, man, Christmas is dope. Yeah? You get to buy a bunch of crap that like you'd never buy and give it to people, and then they don't like it, and then you just keep it yourself. Are you trying to make a dig on the Weezer album? No, I have it up in a box somewhere in the house. It's, it's around. I don't know where. But yes, I've been watching Christmas movies. Really? Yes, sir. It's that time. You gotta. I get them out. You know, they're all over here on the shelf. We pull off some of the VHS to put up the hundreds of oh, Christmas I see. movies yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that sit in a crate. The VHS are regulated, <laughs> rele- relegated to the floor. They're all over the floor. They're on yes. the floor because the Christmas DVDs have to. You have to make room for them. Actually, the ones that you're seeing on the floor are the overrun from the shelf. The DVDs that were on the or the VHS that were on the shelf are in one of these forty bins that are sitting in here that used to have Christmas stuff in them. That the Christmas stuff is all over the house right now. Oh yeah, it's it's a fucking yeah. winter wonderland in here. It's a wild time. So yes, I've been uh, watching Christmas movies. Let me, do you mind if I ask you a question? Please. <laughs> okay. The question is, are there any ensemble cast films you really like? An ensemble cast An film? Ensemble I like, ca- yeah. Like you got anything? a film that has, it's not like a two-hander, like about two people. It's about yes. many people. Yes. You got any of those in your life? Well, I mean, I, Robert Altman films come to mind. Like Nashville. Mm. You know what I'm thinking about is love, actually. And that's what we're going to talk about. Ooh! (laughs) It's Christmas time in the city. (laughs) Are you you happy about this? (laughs) Happy? Happy would be a word. Love. Love, actually. Actually. I had never seen it until two days ago. You love it? (laughs) Not in particular. (laughs) Actually... I don't. <laughs> Is it Jan- one of Janelle's favorites? Uh, no, she hates it. I watched Why it. did you guys watch I watched it when she was at Roller Derby. So you watched it alone? Yes. That's so with sad. With the dogs. <laughs> Me and the dogs watched it. You and the you and the pack? Yeah, we all just sat around. So, all right, I think this year it's time for Love Actually. And here we are. So. <laughs> I, I Yeah. Where do we start? Have, have you? Where have, do we start with Love Actually? You've seen Love Actually, I trust. I have. I have I've seen it a couple times. You and Amy watch it? No. Really? And now you watch it by she's yourself. She's listen to this podcast and want to watch it with me. Has, um, has, she, has she seen it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. Well, why why are you watching it without her? I mean, I watched it so I could talk about it on this show because I knew I was going to hate Probably, it. I think I watched it. Maybe I did watch it alone. <laughs> So sad. We're just a couple of sad sacks over here. Yeah, it's not, you're not supposed to watch this kind of movie alone. It's something we played in the store a lot as I mean, well. It's kind of a movie that you're not supposed to watch ever, I would say. It's awful. I don't have a memory of it being that bad. I mean, on the scale of Christmas movies. So There's a lot of really bad Christmas movies. In all honesty, when I watched it, I was like, eh, it was fine. But then when I went to do the notes and like really thought about everything in it, I was like, that movie's not very good. <laughs> this is a bunch of bullshit. So let's get into it. Love. Actually. We open with a voiceover. Bum, bum, bum. We got voiceover shots of people in the airport. You love a really good voiceover. I love it. I love when a movie starts with someone explaining everything to me. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> so we got 
people hugging in the airport. We got Hugh Grant's voice voiceovering. He's talking and he's talking about how much love you see at the airport. What a cheeky bastard that Hugh Grant yeah. is. Cheeky bastard. Mm-hmm. So he's talking about all the love you see in the airport. And then he brings up 9-11, which is really strange. <laughs> like, it's just kind of, kind of, like, he says something along the lines of, when the Twin Towers got struck by those airplanes, the people didn't call their homes to talk about how much they hate each other. They talked about love. And I was like, <laughs> slow your roll, pal. Like, why are we bringing up 9-11 in this Christmas movie? See, do you believe that jet fuel can melt steel beams? Oh, my God. That's a really, that's a big question, sir. I've actually never thought about it. Before. That's the kind of question that'll get someone to stop talking to you at a party. I bet. <laughs> that and, did you know the earth is flat? That's the way you get We never actually landed on the moon. That's the, <laughs> that's the way to get people to walk away from you at any time. Anyway. So, yeah, we're talking about 9-11 in this Christmas movie. Moving on. So, since this is an ensemble film with a bunch of little stories. A lot of really good actors in uh, it. Yeah, a ton. Too, too bad it, it was this movie. <laughs> a lot of little stories, which I don't really like the ensemble film. Because I feel like, you know, write a fucking movie. It's just a bunch of short stories all spliced together. Give me a fucking break. Make a real movie. A whole one. And the way this was set up, there were certain stories that only got, like, three bits throughout. So you'd be right, like, right, right. you would forget all about one of the stories, and then it'd come around, and you'd be like, oh, yeah, I forgot this guy existed. This storyline, I forgot about this yeah. storyline. Yeah. And you're like, I didn't care about it, and I still don't. It's got to be hard to juggle all those different storylines and yeah, to make so them why, all feel relevant, right? Why bother? <laughs> it is a Christmas movie. <sighs> I had a friend in college. This is low-hanging fruit Christmas movies. Come on, <laughs> let's be real. I had a friend in college who used to sit around and watch this fucking movie every day. Really? Yeah. Did it make him feel? Tom Kiaza. I wonder where he is. Did it make him feel good? I don't know. I came over his fucking house and he, he his bed was in like a closet with a TV in there, and I was like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "Watching Love Actually. I watch it all the time. I love it." This is New Jersey. Yeah. It's 2005, I think. Interesting. Yeah, anyway. Hopefully he's doing well. I think he works for the government. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, so I'm going to go story by story instead of jumping back and forth. You're going to do specific storylines. Yeah, I'm just going to do the storylines one by one. Okay. Who who are we with first? Because that'll be easier, and that was how Wikipedia had it. Does anyone actually (laughs) say love? Actually. Yeah, Hugh Grant says it in the fucking voiceover right at the beginning. Ah, I was doing these notes last night at work, <laughs> so I couldn't watch it again. So I just like, you know, Wikipedia and like, oh yeah, I remember Not this story. Not supposed to say that online. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. These people know. <laughs> they know I'm lazy. All 24 of our listeners, thank you for listening again. <laughs> Here we go. So we'll start out with Billy Mack. And Joe, Billy Mac, Bill, that's play, he's played by Bill Nighy. Bill Nighy, yeah. Is that how you say it? Yeah. I got it right? Yeah. Great. He's some kind of aged out rock star from Days Gone By. And he's recording a new version of a song by the British rock group, The Trogs, which I have no idea who it's the Trogs are. It's a wild thing, right? 
Oh, they played Wild Thing. I think they sang Wild Thing. See, I don't I don't know who played Wild Thing. I just know that Wild Thing exists. Didn't Roy Orbison do a Wild Thing? He did. Didn't he cover did a version of it? He did his own version of Wild Thing. <laughs> anyway, old Bill Nighy, he's he's recording this song and he's changed the words to be about Christmas and it's shitty and he knows it's shitty and his manager Joe knows it's shitty. They all know that it's shitty. So Billy Mack, he goes on a promotional tour for this shitty song, and he goes on talk shows, and he acts like an old asshole pretty much the entire time. Makes fun of the song, makes fun of other bands that exist. There's a band, a boy band called Blue that he's battling for the number one song, the number one spot, and he's on one of the shows, and they have a poster in the background for some reason of this other band, and he draws a little bubble going to all their mouths, and it, that he writes, we have small penises. <laughs> oh, what a fucking character. Got him. He burned him. Anyway, all these shenanigans, they make him popular with the kids, and he vows if he, he his single, if it hits number one, he'll perform on Christmas Eve live nude on Ooh. television. That's what he says. So, of course, it hits the top of the charts, and he plays nude, and then he spends Christmas with his manager, Joe, instead of hanging out with Elton John, because Joe is the hetero love of his life. You see? That's that story. Is he? Yeah. He's like his best friend? Yeah. He's his bestie. He comes over. He says, I'm uh, Elton John's party, and there were all these nude women around for some reason at Elton John's party. Well, I don't. Why would they be at Elton John's party? I don't know about this this storyline. <laughs> I don't think those nude women would be at Elton John's party. Are you sure they're women? <laughs> I mean, you know, who knows? But you know, he comes over and he says, "You're the actual love of my life, Joe." And Joe's like. Trying to fuck me, and he's like, No, you know, he's like, Love, actually, actually, period. Next story, (laughs) that's a a decent story. You think that's a good story? All right, you you like that one, just yeah, you know. I mean, there's no sexual harassment in that one, so it's true. Is that is it? Is (laughs) that where we're going? The movie's kind of laden with it, I think. <laughs> Next story. Uh, so we're we're going to the wedding of Juliet and Peter. Juliet is that uh, woman from those Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Oh, the Canary Knightley. Yeah, sure, it's her. And then Peter is one of like four black guys in the movie because <laughs> they are they're not represented very well. Oh, and he's oh, ne- it's uh, and he's never really in the movie. <laughs> I'm gonna say his name, mm-hmm. and you're not gonna understand it. Oh, okay. Tuelto Ijefor. Why are you fucking putting that accent on? <laughs> I don't think that was an accent. I was, thinking, I was trying to pronounce his name. Say it again. Chewetel Chewetel Ojefor. Chewetel Ojefor. Yes, dude, nice work. Yeah, I think that's his name. He's he's a really good actor. So he's not in this, but they're they're in love. Actually. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yes. <laughs> They're in love. They're getting married. The best man in this at this wedding is Rick from The Walking Dead. Oh, snap. He's, what? Because he's British. Rick Grimes? Yeah, yeah, Rick Grimes is in it. You can kind of tell he's British, by he's the way. Like, Coral. 
puts on that Carl Carl <laughs> Fucking Christ. You still watching You love the, Walking Dead. You still watching The Walking Dead? You still watch that shitty show? <laughs> I am still in. Jesus Christ. Really? I'm still in to The Walking Dead. I'm in. It's, just, it's actually gotten better. Do you just have nothing better to do? <laughs> I quit at the Negan cliffhanger. It's I was like, like it's like Come on. I think I was I was in and in and in and then I think I it's like I took a nap for like three seasons <laughs> and then I woke up and I was like, Oh, this isn't bad. So Really? Yeah, it's not bad. Because I had been watching it, you know, I watched it up to when they did the Negan cliffhanger, and then I had already been saying, like, this show has been terrible for, like, three seasons. I don't know why I keep watching it. Was, there were some seasons. <laughs> that, that's when I fell asleep. And they did that, and I was like, Ugh. And then when the next season started, I went, hmm, no. I don't think so. And then he, you know, hit Glenn a bunch of times oh, with God, that bat. And I saw the thing. And it's what happened in the book. And I was like, I thought it was really funny, but people were like very upset. Uh, yeah, man. About him. He getting was like his... one of the best, <laughs> one of the best, li- most likable characters on the show. Yeah, but they did all that bullshit where they, he, you know, jumped in that dumpster or whatever and you thought he got eaten, but he snuck out under yeah. a fucking dream pipe. Like, yeah. it's it so fucking convoluted. I mean, it's a story about the end of the world with fucking zombies or whatever but right. it's just the same like I stopped reading the book for the same reason because they just do the same shit over and over and over like we can't join up with any people because they're going to be bad oh we joined up with some people whoops they were bad oh we better move on and it's just the same thing over. oh and there's a zombie that's fucking fused to a tree for some reason let's move on from this yeah they seem to seem to simulate just, painted themselves into a corner yeah here it's with just us. the same shit and I, I mean, guess it's not Gosford Park but yeah, <laughs> I guess old uh, Rick Grimes quit this year, huh? Uh, well, I think he's gonna have his own show, his own Rick show. Yeah, the Rick Grimes show. Yep. Well, there's the other show, the other spinoff. Yeah. Do we need a second spinoff? Yeah. Oh no. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so Rick from The Walking Dead is filming the wedding, but with anyone with any goddamn sense can already see what is happening here. Because he's like smiling. And what's happening? He's smiling at him. Like, you know, uh, you know, no, you're happy when your friend gets married, but you're not this happy. <laughs> you're not like dreamily smiling. So he's Peter's friend. Yes, he's Peter's okay. best man. Oh, Jesus Sir. Christ, really? Yes. So a couple weeks or so after the wedding, Juliet calls up old Rick and she's, she says, I want to get a view of the video you were shooting because the videographer at the wedding did a shitty job or something. You ever shoot a wedding? No. I shot two. <laughs> Good for you. I did a bad job on both. Never. <laughs> Such a bad... <laughs> did you do a bad job or was it... Was it the, I mean, it's a wedding. What are you going to do? Was the bride and the groom like, yeah, that that sucks. I did it for like friends as their wedding gift because I didn't Who'd have any money. you do money. it for? Jen D'Angelo. <laughs> okay. Chris Dorenzo. Yeah. D-Rienzo. How do you know you did a bad job? Because I put it together. I watched the footage and I was like, <laughs> Did they like it? I I just gave them the DVD and, and then skipped they, town. And then they stopped talking to you. <laughs> yeah. So maybe they... I mean, I haven't talked to those people. I haven't talked to Chris since this morning. Chris, if you're out there, uh, I hope you enjoyed your wedding video. I hope that worked out for you. Anyway, Juliet is saying that she wants these tape, tapes. Rick tells her that Carl took the tapes to the prison or something. I don't know. And he's hiding them in the prison. 
<laughs> Stupid. <laughs> but she's not satisfied with his excuse. Shows up at his house unannounced. Just comes over. And I should uh, point out that everybody thinks that Rick hates Juliet. And she comes over and she's like, Oh, we should be friends because Peter's important to me and Peter's friends. important to you. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, tea and biscuits, you know, yeah. whatever the With fuck. That, that thing. Uh, <laughs> and so Rick, he doesn't actually hate her. He fears any outsiders because of his interactions with the governor and what the governor did to him at the prison, blowing up the wall, killing Herschel. Sure. He's very, That's what he's scared of. He's very afraid. And like uh, Herschel, too. He, he, fear, he fears that she may come into his apartment, murder him for his resources. Anyway, he says to her, I can't find the tape. But she barges in, and she finds a well-labeled VHS tape just right. sitting it's, on a shelf. That's in his pants. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's got a weird hole drilled in the middle of it that's covered in Vaseline. CB is appalled <laughs> right now. <sighs> so... I don't know why this guy has this tape just out in the fucking open, well labeled. Has he been watching it? When obviously it. it should be in the fucking VCR and there's fucking used tissues all over the couch, you know? You know what I mean? <laughs> what has he been up to? What is he doing? Over so here. So she shows up, she sees it. Greasing the wheels. <laughs> How does she get in his apartment? She just barges in. She's just like, oh, I want to see that tape, sir. Please, sir, can I have some more, sir? Some more videotape. And barges right in. And then he's like, I don't know where it is. Carl took it. And she's like, there's a tape right there that says Julia and Peter. So let's watch. And she pops it into the VCR. Yes. <laughs> yes. She's got a VCR and a big old tape. So they watch the video, and the video is all close-ups. It's all close-ups of her. Of her. Yes. Yeah. Yep. He did not do a good job of- He did a horrible job at filming this wedding. Of, uh, he, he could have just edited it later and just you know made her face and shot it. But he, he didn't. He but, went all the way with it. But he has a tape of just like material for him. This storyline, <laughs> material for him, this storyline would never work now because everybody just has a camera phone, so she would have been able to- Resource this from anywhere of people Crowd, being, crowdsource like, being crowdsource, like, oh. let's crowdsource this yes. video. And she would be like, she'd just call everybody. And Rick would have like all kinds of really gross pictures that he did, like sneaking around at the wedding, around corners. Mm, what's going on in this room? Says Rick, this perv. So, so then she <laughs> sees it's, it's all her. And what is she? Is he's there, but Peter's not there. Yeah, she she sees this video and she realizes that Rick has been stalking her ever since Lori died because Judith needs a new mother. See, I guess. <laughs> so how does she feel about this? She's kind of weirded out, man. She's kind of weirded out as she should be. As she should be, yes. You know, and she takes off. She's like, I'm out of here. Millions of women in Britain, you'd find another. It's an it's yeah thin. Brown-haired woman. That's Slight. Not looks like some kind of. It looks like a cartoon character. <laughs> like that's not married to your best friend. That's true. You could, it's you true. Could do that. You could find another one. You could not be. It's Rick Grimes. I mean, he looks pretty good. He's not like an ugly dude or anything. Fucking a videotape. <laughs> 
<laughs> he is. He's a pretty look. He's and back then, you know, he this was handsome man. This was back, uh, you know, right before the zombie apocalypse when he was nice and shaved, looked good, clean shaven before he got put in that hospital, and then woke up to the zombie apocalypse just kind of like 28 days later, which came out <laughs> before The Walking Dead. But I'm not gonna get into that. So other people have, I'm sure. So she leaves, and he <laughs> just stands there, and he's like, "Well, whoops, guess I gotta break the Vaseline out again, boys. My son got his eyeball shot out, you know." So then he calls Peter. He no. Why would he call Peter? <laughs> be like, uh, "Hello, I'd like to fuck your wife." Um, are you cool with that? I think I made a mistake because I've murdered a bunch of people, so and she- I'll murder you too, sir. So your wife, your new <laughs> wife, she's going to show up and say some crazy things. <laughs> she's a nut. Don't believe any of them. <laughs> so later in the movie, Christmas Eve to be exact, and this is where shit is like, this is unforgivable. <laughs> Rick <laughs> shows up Those at their- strong words. <laughs> Rick shows up at her house on their doorstep, Juliet and Peter's house, and he's got a boom box and some cue cards. Now, this whole thing falls apart if fucking Peter answers the door. So luckily he didn't. Luckily Peter's a lazy bitch and didn't answer the door. <laughs> and he made uh, his wife get up and answer the door. So she gets up and answers the door, and it's fucking Rick, and he's standing there, and he's like, don't say anything. Don't say anything. No. He's like, I'm going to kidnap you. <laughs> It's like he's got a he's got some rope. Too. Put this bag on your hand. Put this I'm bag on your hand. I'm taking you away now. He's like, there's a farm. We can live on the farm. Carol's dead daughter is in the barn. <laughs> We're gonna open the barn at the mid-season finale, and there she'll be. Andrea, she was around then. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, what am I talking about? Oh, so he's got these cue cards in a boombox, and he's like, the cue card says, like, tell Peter it's carolers. And Peter's like, and she's like, it's carolers. And he's like, tell him the fuck off. And she's like, no, I like carolers, I guess. And he hits play on the boombox, and it's obviously music from a boombox. It doesn't sound like fucking actual carolers. So this whole thing is fucking nonsense, okay? So then they, they he's having a chat with her. Yeah, via cue cards. He's Weird. holding cue cards. He's written while on these cue cards. It, while and he's, it's played. He, while this music's playing. And he's going through the cue cards. And one of them says, like, to me, you're perfect. And Peter is supposed to be like, oh, I'm not going to get up and check out these carolers. No. He's Peter's like, like fuck that. I'm like I said, it. he's a lazy bitch. <laughs> he's just there. Yeah, there's some questionable stuff here. Yeah. Uh, so then he says... I think you're perfect. I think you're perfect, and I love you, and I know that you, you know, I'm not expecting you to love me back because you're married to my fucking best friend, but I just had to tell you, you're a scumbag, sir. You yeah. are scumbag. And, Peter, and you're supposed to watch this is and be like- Peter, is, mm. do, they, do they push Peter as an asshole? Cause that no! Would, he's a nice guy. No, he's just a, They don't push him as anything. They push him as non-existent, see me. <laughs> you see him twice in the whole movie. You see him at the fucking wedding, and then you see him being a lazy bitch on the couch. So he's not like a bad guy. He's no. just he's just non-existent. He just, he's just, he's just sitting so around. So there's just these two. And so yeah. what does what does she do? She <laughs> so uh, she slammed the door in his face. 
until I'm never to come back. No, she's just like, how romantic. And then, like, he goes off and walks down the road feeling fucking great about himself for some fucking reason. You know, I feel so good because I just fucking hit on my best friend's fucking wife, you know, and planted some kind of weird seed of doubt in her head that maybe she'll fucking leave her goddamn the first time fucking fuckwit does something wrong. She'll be like, well, he did make me answer the door that one time. I guess I'm going to go with Rick now. Uh, so, he, you know, he walks off feeling great, and then Juliet, she runs out of the house after him, grabs him, gives him a kiss on the lips, just to add to the fucking absurdity, or a kiss on the cheek. Yeah, she yeah. gives him a kiss on the cheek, not on the lips, on the cheek, and runs back inside. The fuck is wrong with these people? Is this click getting too too close to home for you? You're, you're getting really excitable. <laughs> the, no, I... I, I <laughs> yeah, this is a question. Is it over yet? That's it. That's the end okay. of that story. Okay, line. good, good. And that's not, I remember that one. I remember that one now. Yeah. yeah, that uh, yeah, that's questionable. Not cool. Not really cool. No. What are we promoting here with this? I don't know. Right? Infidelity? Breaking up marriages? What What are we trying to do here? His best friend's wife. Why am I supposed to think this is romantic? Why would anyone think this is romantic? <laughs> Like, what are they going to do the next time Peter invites Rick Grimes over for dinner? Like, are they just going to sit there and stare at each other? It's going to be weird. Are they, is he going to put his foot on her leg under the table? Hey, easy. And rub, they're going to rub feet under the table? Footsies. While Peter's just sitting there like a dope? Ugh, it's terrible. Moving on. I'm done with this. Merry Christmas. I'm done. Yeah, how's that fucking Christmas? I'm moving on. Uh, next story. Jamie, played by Colin Firth. Firth? Firth. Mr. Darby, yes. Yeah. I don't know what that means. <laughs> he finds out. The that... people who know what that means will know what that means. Great. So, Jamie, he finds out that his girlfriend is fucking his brother. So, you know, here we go with this again. And so he runs off to the countryside to write a book. You see, he's a writer. All right? You following here? I'm I'm with you so far. (laughs) He's a writer. We have have, uh, naked girls at an Elton John party. Yes. We have uh, infidelity. Yes. And now we have more infidelity. Yes. Okay, cool. Christmas is for cheaters, I guess, is the adage we're getting. (laughs) So he goes off into the countryside, and he has this housekeeper called Aurelia. And she's Portuguese, you see. And she doesn't speak a lick of English. And Colin Firth, he doesn't speak a lick of Portuguese. (laughs) You get me? (laughs) So, regardless, these two, they speak the international language, CB. The international language of love, you see. Really? Actually. Oh, God. Anyway, long story short, because this one is really stupid. He learns to speak Portuguese poorly. She learns to speak English poorly. And then they get married. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's that's nice. Yeah. He goes. That's a uh, nice ending to it. Not a very, you know. He goes to Portugal. Scary start. (laughs) He goes to Portugal. He goes to Portugal. Nice. Finds her working at some restaurant and says in bad Portuguese. Portuguese. I want to marry you, and she says in bad English, I would like to marry you, she too. She says, see. Sí. <laughs> it's terrible. And, uh, yeah, it's great. You know, two people who pretty much know nothing about each other other than they want to get in each other's genes, they're going to get married. 
That's the only way to get in the genes, right? <laughs> yes, that's that's how you're supposed to do it, CB. You're supposed to wait. I finally know. You're supposed I finally, to, finally know. You're supposed to wait to find someone who doesn't speak the same language as you and get infatuated with them, then learn their language poorly, and then be like, you want to get married so we can bend down, sir? <laughs> and that's... Stranger things have happened. That's it. Uh, next story. Alan Rickman, old Hans Gruber himself. He's in this. Awesome. And Alan Rickman, class act, great actor. Rest in uh, peace. Rest in peace. Yes. Why he's in this movie, gotta get, gotta get that paper. <laughs> it's a lot of br- this movie must have cost a lot of money. I guess. Because there's a lot of really great actors in it. A lot of British people are in this. It's very British. <laughs> oh, I would say, because so Hans Gruber, he runs some kind of design agency, and he has a secretary named Mia who is constantly sexually harassing him. <laughs> he had, he's constantly sexually harassing his secretary. No, she's, she's constantly. Oh, she's harassing she's him. She's harassing him. Tables have turned, sir. How does she, how was she, how was she She's resting? always like, you know, so there, she's booking a place for the company Christmas party. And she like says to him, and she does like these little things throughout. And she says to him, uh, it's got all these dark corners that you can sneak off and make out in. And then she looks at him and she's sitting there and she kind of spreads her legs a little bit. What? <laughs> Hans Gruber, Hans Gruber, he, he pulls on his collar like this he's and like, steam shoots out of his collar. He makes a little noise like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh boy, because Hans Gruber's married, you see. Oh no. God, what is this? Two kids. Infidelity. This is love, actually. Infidelity. It's not infidelity. Infidelity. <laughs> it's love, actually. Uh, so she's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. I don't know. They're both pieces of shit. So Hans, he's married to Emma Thompson. They have a couple kids. They have a comfortable life together. She's a nice lady. But Hans definitely wants to bone the secretary. He tries to, like, oh, you know, he's very, oh, I don't know about this good stuff. He's sir. very proper about it. But. Yeah, but, you know. You know what he wants. So, uh, <laughs> God. So, at the company Christmas party. Of course. Emma Thompson is happens. there. She's there. His wife is there. And she looks out on the dance floor, and Hans Gruber is out there uh, slow dancing with Mia. What? Out on the dance floor. Nuh-uh. And I don't know about Nuh-uh. you. Nuh-uh. I don't know about you, CB. But if my wife came to my company Christmas party and saw me out on the dance floor slow dancing with some strange woman. She kicked the shit out of me. She kicked the shit out of the woman. She kicked the shit out of the DJ for playing a slow song. She kicked the shit out of everybody in the room. Anyone who saw it, <laughs> she, she would punch them in the eye. poking eyeballs out. Everybody's blind. And now I'm going to go kill my husband is what would be happening. But Emma Thompson, she just she goes to Hans Gruber and she says, you better be careful with that one. <laughs> what? <laughs> Has there been others? <laughs> yeah, right. So later, Hans, he goes out shopping, and Mr. Bean sells him uh, a necklace. Mr. Bean shows Mr. up. Mr. Bean himself, Rowan Atkinson. Yes. He shows up. What? Rowan Atkinson. I went to Rowan University. I imagine that he is the person that runs it, <laughs> because it was kind of like a clown college. Anyway. Sells him this expensive necklace, heart necklace with a little ruby in it or something. Sure. I don't know. So later on, Hans Gruber comes home 
He takes off his jacket. His wife reaches in the pocket, finds the necklace, and is like, "Ooh, you got me a nice necklace oh, for yeah, Christmas." Yeah. Oh, CB, <laughs> the infidelity is coming. You just stressed out this whole movie. Oh God, here it comes. <laughs> you're making the dogs bark because <laughs> your stress is bleeding into them. Oh God. So Christmas Eve rolls around, and the kids—they're all together. The Hans, the kids. Emma Thompson, they're all there. And they each get to open one gift or some shit, I don't know. And Emma Thompson's like, I want to pick my gift because she sees a box shaped exactly like the box that was in his pocket she's with the stoked, necklace. She's stoked to this she sees, she sees this box that's exactly the same, <laughs> CB. Exactly the same shape and size of this other box. And she opens it and there's a Joni Mitchell CD in there. <laughs> And she's like, oh. Oh, boy. There's a Joni Mitchell CD in there? Yeah. 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 Joni Mitchell? Yeah. (laughs) And she's bummed, man. Because she knows now. I'd be bummed, too, if it was a Joni Mitchell CD. She's bummed for multiple reasons, I guess. (laughs) So she goes to Hans later on, and she's like, what the fuck do you think you're doing, pal? I I saw the necklace. What do you think is going on here? And he kind of like British stammers about it. Well, I did I did I did I did I did I did War of eighteen twelve. You know, shit. The colonies. The colonies. I don't know. A lift is an elevator. I don't know. And she calls him an asshole or something. And Well, he, he kind of is an asshole. And that's kind of just the end of that one. Is it? It just <laughs> yeah. ends there? <laughs> well, everything gets wrapped up at the end. Everything. All these stories have a little epilogue at the end that I'll go to at the end. But that's the end of that's that story of that for one. now. Yeah. She calls him an asshole. He's like, ugh. I've really done it now. But she doesn't like say I'm going to divorce her or anything, so he's probably like, I guess I'll just fuck her. I'll really shit the bed this time. (laughs) So, on to David and Natalie, CB. So David is the newly minted Prime Minister of England. Hugh Grant is David. Hugh Grant? He is David. Uh, For those of you who don't know what a Prime Minister is, that's like the President of England, correct? Do we really... uh... Do we really have people that listen to our show that don't know what a prime minister is? I imagine. Okay. <laughs> yes, it is the president of England. They got a queen, too, over they there. They do. They and do. I don't know what the fuck the queen does. That's not That's not a... No. They ain't had a king... That's not a government thing. ...for a while. Yeah. She just he, lives in a he, big old died. house. I think he died. Yeah. <laughs> think he died? Yeah. <laughs> he died? Yeah. She lives in a big old house. She got these two goofball grandsons... She got son with the big ears. Big ears, no hair. They got the the, the one. one woman's dead. Right. She got killed by the paparazzi. Yeah, the the Papa, paparazzi. <laughs> she got murdered by them. And then who else is in that family? Camille. <laughs> I don't know what she is. <laughs> I don't know what she does. She a princess? You know so much about the royal family. Yeah, I mean, like every time one of them gets fucking married, it's all over the goddamn TV. Like I should give a fuck. Like, who gives a fuck? Like, who, like, the king, queen of fucking England, one of the princes is getting married to a movie star. Why do I care? Because it's love. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> so. So, he, David Hugh Grant is, yes. the, uh, is the president of the Britain. 
right? He's the prime minister. Yes, he's the prime minister. I, I should also point out, I really shouldn't talk about any other country's governmental governmental practices. Yeah. Because I live in the United States in 2018, almost 19. If only we, if only we had a queen. If only, if only we had a queen and a couple stupid princes and ah, movie some, star some, wives. Some, some dukes. Yes. Yeah. We are walking around knighting people. What is uh? So when the Middle Ages come back, they can hop on their horses and throw on their chain mail. Sir Sean Connery is going to battle for England. Uh, anyway, he's Scottish, though I think. <laughs> is he? Anyway, isn't he a knight? Sean Connery. Didn't he get he's, knighted? I don't think he got. I don't think he got knighted. <laughs> Whatever. Who cares? Elton John got knighted. He did. Yeah, he did. He's gonna fight for us. Sure. And it, for them. I imagine they're going to fight us. So, uh, anyway. what is David's uh, adultery story? <laughs> <laughs> David's an unmarried prime minister. Have we ever had a single president? No. Single U.S. president? Never happened. In my lifetime, we had Carter at the beginning. He's married. Reagan, which we know how a- I feel about Reagan. <laughs> Let's not get that started. Uh, the Bush. The newly dead Bush. The Clintons. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, the Clintons. The other Bush. Ugh. The Obama. Yep. And now we have uh who man who acts like he's never been married. <laughs> we have old Donnie Dog. Donnie Dog. Fucking Donnie, man. Ugh. Anyway, first day he meets his house staff and there's a woman called Natalie. Oh, there. is he is he new he's a new prime minister? He's a new prime minister. He comes in, meets his house staff. Natalie is there. They have a cheeky conversation with some curse words in it, and he's charmed by her inability not to say fucking shit, I guess. Uh, (laughs) And or he's just infatuated with a woman that he just met, or it's love at first sight, whatever you believe in, I guess, these days. Uh, So later on, the president of the good old USA comes for a visit. <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> Very I accurate. Mean, has he been the president before? He should be the president now, I guess. Well, I mean, like, if we're if we're really really going to talk politics, yeah, sure. I'll vote for him. I don't care. In movies, Morgan Freeman's been the president. He's always the president. Or the narrator. One or the other. <laughs> He's gonna... Or God. He's played God in yes, movies. Yes, yeah, well. he'll be God. Yeah, sure, yeah, let's do yeah. that. Okay. So Billy Bob Thornton shows up. Is he wearing boots and a fucking big old fuck off buckle? Uh, he's wearing belt? a Confederate flag on his back, like a cape. Confederate flag shorts. He's <laughs> running around. Uh, so uh, Billy Bob he sees Natalie, makes some Trumpian comments about her and her legs, or I believe he calls them pipes. You see the pipes on her, and Hugh Grant's like, "I don't, I don't know what, I don't, I don't know what we, I don't know what to, I don't, I, I am not sure what you are, sir. I don't, I no, I don't know what I, I, I don't know what I said. Oh, sir, uh, I got uh, caught in a uh, car with a prostitute one time. Have you seen the pictures? <laughs> and so, uh, then Hugh Grant walks in. You know, he leaves the president. You know, and for any foreign dignitaries listening, don't leave our president alone." In any room with a woman, please. Because Hugh Grant makes that mistake with please. Billy Bob, and he comes back, and Billy Bob is like, in her ear, like, I'm gonna fuck. You wanna fuck? I'm the president of the United States. I've got uh, tattoos. Would you like to have intercourse in a limo? Maybe? Pool? 
I don't know. And uh, Natalie looks very uncomfortable, as she should. And, yeah, she should be. And she bails. So then Billy Bob pays hundreds of thousands of dollars in hush money to Natalie, a porn star and a Playboy model, and gets investigated by his own government and then goes to jail, hopefully. You see. What a happy ending that would be. <laughs> so the prime minister and the president, they have a joint pre- press conference, and the prime minister tells everyone that England isn't going to put up with the president's shit anymore because he's mad at the president because the president was coming on to his girl, you see. Because gr- <laughs> there's a little more infidelity in this movie. Uh, and, he, and he tells the president, he's like, fuck you. you know, we're, we're England. We're tight. We do what we want. We fucking made you you shithead and that's that next david requests from somebody on his staff to have natalie transferred somewhere else because he just can't get his work done because he's obsessed with her i guess (laughs) you know he's obsessed he's hyper focused on her with getting in them jeans if you get me cb i think i got imagine i think i got it and but he he knows that this is an inappropriate relationship. And I can't imagine living in a country where the leader actually knows that (laughs) at this point in my life. It'd be nice. Anyway, on Christmas Eve, David receives a Christmas card from Natalie, and it says basically that she's, you know, in love with him, actually. And... (laughs) <laughs> he he runs off to find her and he has he goes to whatever street she lives on because he he doesn't know the the house but he knows the street and he can't look at her job application i guess he's the fucking prime minister he can't just find out what number house could, she lives in he couldn't ask a secret service you couldn't yeah. you couldn't just find out in 5 fucking seconds what's this chick's number from anybody he works with like you couldn't just be like hey where you remember natalie they used to work with the one that i i have uh serious infatuation with can you tell me her address we're gonna go there so instead he goes and knocks on everybody's door like one by one oh until he that's fucking nice finds it. and it's people like that's the prime minister yeah, it's the president like, aren't you the prime minister sir when are you going to get big ben running right again sir <laughs> they all talk like they're it sounds like they're all talking like they're <laughs> from a cockney <laughs> they're from a production of oliver that <laughs> they're all in a christmas carol so he finally fucking finds her and, but she's on the, her way to a school play that her brother or cousin or somebody's in. And she's like, I'll go to the school play with you just so I can talk to you in the car about how I'm infatuated with you. So they go to the school play. They're backstage trying to watch the school play, I guess. And they end up making out in the curtain lifts. And they're like what? on stage. They're on stage making out. Scandal. And yeah, it's, 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 uh, imagine that controversy. <laughs> The president was kissing a woman. Two single people making out? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that's that one. Okay. Booyah. They're in love. That one's a, that one's kind of happy. Yeah, I guess. Except for Billy Bob. <laughs> Just ruining shit all over the place. Next story. Uh, we join up with old Taken, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson? Taken is here. Shooting everybody. Jumping on top of cars. Taken's wife is dead. And he's bummed about his dead wife. And he has a, a stepson from the marriage called Sam, who I guess he's stuck with after the the wife died. I, I mean, what is your responsibility to your dead wife's kid, who's not actually your kid? Well, you know, you would probably take care of the kid. Can you just drop the kid off at a firehouse? Probably. And be like, he's not mine. 
I married a woman. He was hers. She's dead. I don't want him. He's a, he was a part of the deal. I so got to keep him. <laughs> I got other things to go. But she's dead. What's she going to do? Come back from the grave and get him? You're like, you gave Sam to the firehouse. Taken. Now I'm back to haunt you. So Sam's not stoked to be. No, uh, Sam's fine with it. Yeah. I mean, he's got I a dead mom. I think he's sad about his dead mom. Sure. But he's more sad because he's in love. You know, he's like nine years old or something, 12, I don't know. He's in love, though, for the first time with a girl called Joanna in Joanna. his class. Mm-hmm. So him and Taken, they have more of a buddy-buddy relationship than a father-son relationship. How old is the kid? He's like 12. Yeah. I don't know. Eight. I don't know how old kids are. <laughs> they all, like, you're either like six or nine. You're either three or 14. Or 21. I don't know. <laughs> like, you know, the kid seems like he's kind of young. Anyway, they plot a way for Sam to win Joanna's heart. Sam decides he's going to learn drums to play drums in the Christmas pageant, the one that David and Natalie got caught Frenching at. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to play drums and impress her. So he learns the drums, and then he backs her up at the Christmas pageant. And Joanna doesn't seem to care about Sam. (laughs) And, you know, she's singing uh, All I Want for Christmas is You. You know, and he's playing the drums. And she turns around and points and is like, all I want for Christmas is you. And points at Sam and he's like, oh boy. And then she starts pointing around the room. And you. And you. And you. And he's like, oh boy. <laughs> and he's like, that's not love. Oh boy. Actually. And so he's bummed. And Joanna, she's American. So she's moving back to the U.S. for some, I don't know, who cares. So Sam thinks he's really blown it. But Taken... He's not a man to be defeated easily. We know this. So he takes Sam to the airport to catch Joanna. Long, stupid story short, Sam catches up with her at the gate, tells her something. She gives him a cheek kiss, whoop-de-doo. Even I I could get a cheek kiss back in the day myself. Easy. This child thinks he's a big man. Getting a cheek kiss. Janelle may hear you. (laughs) I'm talking before... Back in the day. Yeah, me too. I could get a cheek kiss, sir. It's nothing. So she gets, he, he gets a cheek kiss. Yeah, he gets a cheek kiss. And, and anyway, at the same time that he's getting this cheek kiss, Taken is meeting some other woman to take his dead wife's place. <laughs> uh, the guy moves on pretty easily. He's not been dead long. Like, the joke is, like, at one point he says the only woman that would replace her would be Claudia Schiffer, and then the woman that he meets is played by Claudia Schiffer. Really? And it's like, (sighs) did someone just shit this thing out and fish it out of the toilet? (laughs) Is that what happened? Claudia Schiffer. (laughs) Claudia Schiffer. Was she, like, really popular then? I don't know. Like, who, did you know Claudia Schiffer? No, No, I don't know who she is now. I didn't know. I know her name. What was she in? What's what's Claudia? She's Schiffer? like a supermodel. Ew. But yeah, she's not like. I don't keep up with that shit. What's a supermodel? You know, Cindy Crawford. Not nearly as popular as Cindy Crawford. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the only one I think. Kate Upton. Yeah, not nowhere near near as popular as Kate Upton. Is that a? I like Kate, Kate Upton's. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. I just watched. Uh, I fell down a rabbit hole of Keenan Thompson SNL skits. 
Because <laughs> he's the best one. <laughs> he's the best, dude. He's I, so funny. I man. just watched. Uh, he's so funny. Uh, what up with that? What up? Yeah, with What's Kate Upton. Like yeah, when, uh, Sudeikis is just doing yeah, the <laughs> fucking back there going for it. <laughs> and Fred Armisen's playing the saxophone. Ooh, so good. So funny. Never, never not funny. Yeah, yeah. Never, never. I, ever. I played that. Uh, you beast. Uh, <laughs> skin from my for Lucas. He was, he was horrified. <laughs> That's he was like, "Why are you laughing so hard?" That guy fell down. That is the funniest thing they've ever done on that show. Mister Robinson's neighborhood. No, again, <laughs> the Bears. No, Van down by the river. No, fucking middle school. Keenan Thompson Dis- Disney middle school. In, in a wheelchair. Funniest thing they've ever. Well, they try to bounce him off the like little trampoline. trampoline. <laughs> he goes, <"Hut!" laughs> just falls on his face. And they got that fucking close up on him. <laughs> He's like, I told you, you didn't listen. Everybody, go watch that skit. It's funny. Like, just turn this off and it's go funny. watch it. Anyway, that's the end of that story. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps the saddest story of them all is coming here. How many stories are there? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just going down the list. <laughs> so this is the saddest one. Sarah, a woman who works for Hans Gruber in the office, she's infatuated with a man named Carl in the office. It's not infatuation, dude. What do you mean? It's love. Actually. So at the company Christmas party... Where Hans Gruber is dancing with a woman that he's going to cheat on his wife with. These two, Carl and Sarah, they decide to hook up. And when they get back to Sarah's apartment, they both get almost nude and they're doing some grinding and, you know, the stuff you do (laughs) before you uh, officially get in them jeans. Get a piece of each other's jeans. (laughs) You know. The the gene (laughs) approval stamp. Where they're like, all right. That's it. Getting these jeans. Yeah. Everybody, get your jeans off. The pre-jean period. Their shirt's off, jeans still on, jeans are getting there. The jeans are going to fly soon. (laughs) So anyway, right before the jeans come off, she gets a call, her cell phone rings, and she's like, oh, I got to get that, you know, and like, it's, he's like, yeah, just let it go, you know, we're about to have a jeans party here, and she's like, no, I got to, I got to get the phone, and apparently she's been caring for her mentally ill brother, and this call kind of really dumps a bucket of sand on the puddle these two were making. Oh, yeah, I wrote that right here. I wrote that down. You wrote, wrote, that, you wrote joke. that joke? I wrote that joke that's, down. That's pretty good. It's yeah. a funny joke. So I'm just going to jump. The story ends with Carl wishing Sarah Merry Christmas at the office on Christmas Eve. They're both there late. He comes over and he's like, uh, Merry Christmas, Sarah. I'm going to go. So they never made a puddle? The jeans never came off. And it ends with her going going to to see her brother brother and giving him a scarf on Christmas. Okay. And you're like, come on, man. Like, you could turn the phone off for like a half hour. The adultery line is, is, (laughs) the storyline is a lot more interesting. He's he's in a mental facility. There are people there taking care of him. She cares for her brother. Getting them jeans. You can care for your brother and you can also get, if my brother was in a mental hospital, 
And like there was some genes about to happen. I'd you like, would leave Kevin there. <laughs> I wouldn't leave him there. You'd be like, but I'd say, Kevin, I'm about to have some genes time. Right. Uh, you're going to have to just talk to you're one like, of the orderlies. There's slot machines in the <laughs> in the facility. <laughs> Why don't you just spend a couple of hours in front of that? You have all those college football betting magazines. Make a spreadsheet, Kevin, about all the bets. <laughs> He's going to be unhappy when he hears this. <laughs> I'll, I'll see you later. Just give me a little I'm gonna time. I'm going to have some jeans time, Kevin. You have to give me a break. So, anyway, goddamn, there are more stories. I can't believe <laughs> This one's really stupid. This dick called Colin tells his friend that he's going to go to America to try to fuck American girls because they'll be impressed by his accent. That's his Seems thing. like a plan. So he goes to... He goes to America. He says, I'm going to a place called Wisconsin. Oh, my God. Hilarious. Gets off the uh, airplane in Milwaukee, gets killed by Jeffrey Dahmer, who then has sex with his corpse and eats him. The end of that story, I wish. (laughs) So instead, he goes to a bar. He meets January Jones, uh, Alicia Cuthbert. Wow. And one other woman. In Wisconsin? Yeah, they're there. Uh, yeah, people in, in Milwaukee. People no. in <laughs> sorry to anyone in Milwaukee, but uh, anyone in uh, jolly old England, they haven't actually been to Milwaukee, I don't think. <laughs> so, mm, and he meets the, these three, and they go off and they have a threesome. That's the end of that story. Merry Christmas. And that's that's one of the ones that is like three bits that you forget it is even a thing. And then it comes around, and you're like, oh, yeah, this fucking guy. I forgot about this guy. Oh, last story <laughs> here. Uh, we got a couple. They're body doubles in a film, John and Judy. And they hang out on a film set all day long, naked, miming sexual acts with each other. While people like, you know, guy comes up with the light meter, takes a light next to her boob. Like, oh, I gotta make sure the light's right on your nips or some shit. I don't what? Know. <laughs> and they're like, you know, just having conversations or whatever, and eventually they date and get engaged. I think I don't care about this. That's a pretty good one. That's a pretty good one. <laughs> and that's all the stories. So we end up <laughs> a month later at the airport catching up Is this with, after Christmas? This, this is, is after Christmas. Because everybody's is. story ends on Christmas Eve, and then we jump to a month later at the airport. All of these people it's are like at the airport. New Year's Eve, actually. <laughs> There's a, there is an ensemble cast movie called New Year's Eve. Well, I think that, And it's terrible. I, I'm just going to say that I imagine that this movie did really well. And so they started making movies more so than they did about holidays. Like they made, I think they had a Thanksgiving one. Valentine's Day. Yeah, Valentine's Day is terrible. New Year's Eve. Mm. Yeah, New Year's Day. At the beginning of this, I said that I didn't like en- ensemble movies, but I, I, that's not true because there are two that I really like. <laughs> can't Hardly Wait. I love Can't Hardly Wait. And there's another one, and I can't remember what it was. Empire Records? No! Stop it! <laughs> you just said Can't Hardly Wait. That's a great movie. We're not, we're not that far from Empire can't Records. Can't Hardly Wait. Is a great movie. We're not that far from Empire I love Records. It. Okay. I love it. What's the other one? I can't remember. Who's in it? Who's in what? The other movie you like. I can't remember because you were talking. Sounds and- <laughs> pretty great. <laughs> I, just, I can't remember what the second one was. 
If I ever remember, I'll tell you. Okay. It'll come up like seven or eight episodes down the road. <laughs> so, so, so they all wind up in an airport on New Year's Eve. <laughs> and so Billy Jack's career has seen a resurgence, and Joe is by his side. Juliet, Peter, and Rick from The Walking Dead are all there together to meet up with Colin Firth and his new Portuguese wife, uh, because they all know each other, I guess. And Juliet is not uncomfortable hanging out with this man who obviously has is stalking her in her, in his spare time. He's in love with her. Yeah, uh, we won't get back into that. Hans Gruber gets off a plane and is met by his justifiably angry wife and two dingbat kids. And you know the kids are like, "Hello, daddy." It's so nice to see you, Daddy. Did you bring us a turkey? You know? And the wife's like, mm. She's like, nope. Yeah. Her rump. Here's you. And then we join up with Sam, who's there. You remember Sam, Taken's yeah. illegitimate son. He's waiting for... Joanna's coming back, and he's waiting for her to get off the plane. And Taken is there with his new wife, or his new girlfriend, Claudia Schiffer. Oh my God! He married Claudia Schiffer, huh? They're dating, I guess. Okay. <laughs> you know they met. They met right after the wife died. Sure. And he's like, Meh. well, it's been a couple days. In let's, for let's, a penny, in for a pound. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, it, it was a few days. Let's yes. just be real. It's he gave a, it. He gave it time. Like forty-eight hours. Yes. Seems like enough. Uh, John and Judy, they're headed off on their honeymoon. The body doubles. Colin, the guy who went to Milwaukee, he gets off the plane. He's got Shannon, Elizabeth, and Denise Richards with him. And they're there to fuck his friend, I guess. <laughs> it's, it's, so, it's, so, <laughs> so his story is his idea worked. Yes. And he went, and met, he went to Milwaukee. He went to Milwaukee. He had a threesome and with women. And he met women. really beautiful women. Yes. In Milwaukee. Yes. And he had sex with them. Yes. And then he came back. With a couple. With a two more. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's his story. That's his story. Okay. Really. Yep. And then the prime minister shows up and he David. is. <laughs> David. He is accosted in front of the press by his girlfriend, Natalie. It's quite unprofessional. She runs in and jumps on him. Oh, that's nice. They're in love. But once again. I'm an American, and I don't have any room to talk about how the leaders <laughs> act romantically. Well, at least they're, you know, they're not, they're single. Yes. You know, so that's good. And that, my friend, is Love Actually. Actually. Terrible movie. <laughs> Do not watch Love Actually. I don't remember it being that bad. I mean, people love this movie. I know, and they shouldn't, because it's full of terribleness. <laughs> It's, is it funny? It's, it's funny, though. It's, it's a funny not movie. funny. Why was that funny? How is any of this funny? This man has a dead wife. Hilarious. He falls in love after five minutes with another There's woman. There's some jokes in there. Ah, what a funny thing that is. This guy is fucking cheating on his wife. Ah, what a hilarious yeah, time. You got Hugh Grant in there. Like it's, it's, he's funny. No, he isn't. What has he ever been funny in? Notting Hill. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> what are you talking about? You've never liked a, uh, about a boy? Come on. No. I don't know what that is. I have it. You it's have it. There. You have it here. You I can see, see, see it. it. I can right see there. it. I'm <laughs> looking right at it. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know where I, it is. I don't know. I think he's not bad. I, like I, don't, I don't know anything. I don't know. I, I don't know about him. About Hugh Grant. So this isn't your favorite Christmas movie? No. It's not going I, the top uh, five. I'm going to throw it away and never talk about it again. It was bad. 
is a bad thing. And I'm ashamed of all of you for pretending it's been good all these years and tricking me in such a way. Into thinking it was good. What is the other ensemble movie I like? I'm fucking... How can I not remember? There were two. Well, Caddyshack's kind of an There's a million movie. ensemble movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's why when you asked me the question, what, my, what was my favorite yeah. ensemble movie, I like, my eyes are just froze because yeah. I was like, I don't know. Like, there's a million of them. Yeah, Caddyshack. I forgot about Caddyshack. Yeah, I guess I do like ensemble movies. So, me an hour ago, you're an idiot. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> ensemble movies are great. So, Love Actually is directed by Richard Curtis, and this was actually- Love Actually. actually his first movie he ever directed. Who's Richard Curtis? Nobody. <laughs> no, that's that's not what, nice. What else he do? He just wrote a bunch of films. He did a what is it? Pirate Radio, which is another movie with Bill Nighy. That has that uh, boy that uh, fucking died. What's that boy's name called? Uh, <laughs> what is he? Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, is, is he in that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the boy who died. That was <laughs> that was the first name that came up when you Philip said Philip Seymour Hoffman's first movie was My Boyfriend's Back. Was he, it really? Yeah. When, about the dead boyfriend? That movie's great. Oh, God. That's a great film. Classic. Richard Curtis has been writing a lot of really quality British what else? TV for a while. Oh, TV. Yeah. Yeah, I don't watch any British TV. Yeah. Except for the young ones. Sure. That show's been off the air for 38 years. <laughs> you watch, like, the original Office? Downton Abbey. Uh, I watched the original Office, but... No, yeah. well, not for me. Not for you. No. Nope. That's yeah. I mean, he's still doing it. What it's a pretty good first film. What is that? Uh, what? <laughs> I mean, it's pretty good for like you know, it's still going. It's like a classic yeah, Christmas I know. film. I and know. People, and people love it. Yes. People love this fucking it's, horribly it's a, depressing film. It's about adultery and Christmas. <laughs> it's about bad stuff. It's a bad stuff movie. Fuck this movie. <laughs> Thanks a lot. You're welcome.